What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, folks. And hello, my love. <laughs> Hi. No, can't say that. No. Um, <clears throat> it is as we speak. No, no, no. We got. Let's take it. Let's take it all the way back. Okay, we're taking it all the way back. <clears throat> all right. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, Two thousand twenty-three. New Year, new us. Do you have any goals? Um, any resolutions? I don't really like New Year's resolutions. No. Um, I I think they're kind of dumb. Why? Because they don't stick. Just no one can do it. No one's good at it. Um, but if I was to say one, if I was to say I, so I was talking about this on the other. I'm sick boy the other day, but I prefer like a New Year's challenge. Mm-hmm. I like that. Okay. Like the resolution thing, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, there's some science behind that, you know. There's quite a bit of science. Behind uh, resolution failure? Uh, Yeah, well, it would be more like um, goal setting. Right. Like ways it works, why, when it works, why it works, and, right, and when it doesn't, doesn't work, yeah, why yeah. it doesn't work. And it's actually something I want to talk to you about today because the thing that I read, I want to say like five or six years ago around, around this time of year, um, about resolutions and goals and our human capacity to think far ahead into the future and make decisions that will have outcomes that don't happen for a week or for right. a year or whatever. Um, and what I read at the time had something to do with goals or resolutions will stick better if they are um, basically like connected to a personal value of right. yours. So it does so that getting fit, 
you know, so you yeah. look great in a bathing suit yeah. or like, you know, whatever is, isn't, is gonna, you're doomed to fail it. If the, the value behind that isn't something that really like motivates yeah. you. So if it's like, yeah, if I do that, then people will like me more on the internet, on Instagram. But if that's not really connected to a value of mine, right. then I'm not going to do it. Did you ever hear this in uh, therapy? So, yeah. So I started doing some more values based work with my, th- I have two therapists right now. Um, and the values, you based, okay? uh, yeah, I think I'm freaking better than ever, <laughs> but, but you know, I feel like this is like, you know, it came to a head and, and I wanted to be fortified before this season. Cause mm. this season has some inherent melancholiness, I think mm-hmm. for, for at least myself. And I wanted to change the script on a number of things, but I read, read about, I had read that thing about values before. And I feel like for the last you know, five years, I've kind of turned that over in my mind a little bit. Like what are, what are even values? And like, you know, a lot of my, any of my substance use disorder, um, that's how you get two therapists, ladies, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary folks. You, uh, just kind of reach out your hand. Yeah. You just reach out your (laughs) hand and go, I think I'd like to change this habit and I'm not having much, much luck with it. So how, how can I set goals that are actually, how can I make, how can I transform this habit? And, uh, and yeah, through, through the, I've gotten lots of great tips, but one of the things that's helped me a little bit, because I just think about values and I'm like, what the fuck are those? And how do I even fucking know? Because something that's valuable to me in one realm of my life doesn't hold value in another realm of my life. Yeah. Do you want a list of values? Uh, I have lists of values. Oh, okay. That's the values work I'm doing. Did you find some? On uh, Brene yeah, Brown? Yeah. I've done this work. On Brene Brown's website? No, no. Um, no, but uh, my therapist also talked oh. to me about values one time. Okay. But uh, I've got a whole list of them here. Okay. It, did your... So this is this was the... Um, What's funny is I'm looking at this list of values and um, my New Year's resolution... Yeah? <laughs> definitely doesn't fit into here. Oh, no. But I bet you there's a way I could probably like finagle it. Actually, no, it doesn't. It does. Yeah, yeah. I okay. see it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Are you going to share? I or? do have it. Yeah. Do you want to hear it? Yes. Um, I'm, I want to be more competitive <laughs> with myself. Okay. I want to compete against myself all year. In what realms of your life? Every realm of my life. Well, that's not I want to compete against myself yeah. in, um, in my, uh, in my physical activity. Yeah. I want to compete against myself. So I want to be, I want to, I want to best, I want to better myself. I want to best myself mm-hmm. than the previous years mm-hmm. in my physical activity. Yeah. I want to compete against myself to be a better sleeper. So like have better sleep hygiene yeah. and compete against myself, my past self Okay. with that. Um, Why do you want to have better sleep hygiene? Well, you know, like. I don't know because uh, my sleep's kind of like all over the place. Like some nights I'll be like, I'm going to stay up till 3 a.m. And then some nights I'm like, I'm going to go to bed at 9. It's like, eh, just find some consistency and compete with myself <laughs> in my sleep. Um, it's those types of things. So it's just like, and like, or even like work wise, like I want to, I want to, I want to push myself. I want to compete with myself, push myself to the limit work wise. Yeah. Does, so does a it, challenge is one of the uh, core values. Is challenge. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's going to, I think that falls into challenge. Okay. All right. And determination. You want to, you want to value challenge and determination. over the year. Yeah. Do you value challenge though? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. I mean, I value challenge in video games. Yeah. I value challenge in. Do you value challenge in personal growth? I never, I never had, I haven't in a long time. Well, yeah. no, no, I shouldn't say that. Personal growth. I've always valued challenge and personal growth, but in, in uh, like in the ways that I do this work and, and yeah. like the podcast and sick boy, like stuff like that, or, or, you know, speaking to new groups, that kind of thing. Yeah. But like, I want to find other ways to, to, uh, be raw, raw for challenge. Okay. Okay. Specifically with my physical body. Yeah. Well, that's because I have a new physical body. Exactly. Now. Yeah. And it's, I'm not, it's not, it's, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. Okay. You know? Okay. 
Wow, that's I kind of preferred my sicker body. <laughs> oh, no, don't say that. <laughs> I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Why? Because it required less less uh, maintenance to be fit, to to appear physically fit. <laughs> are you getting? Are you? No, no, no. It's not. It's not so much that. It's okay. like now I'm starting to realize that my body is going to get old. Yeah. And when when you live in a body that you think, well, this body's never gonna get old. Yeah. You treat it a certain way. Yeah. And now I can't really treat my body that certain way because it is going to get old. Yeah. And it's pro- it's it's all re- like maybe it's placebo, but I'm already feeling it getting old. <laughs> yeah, right. In before my eyes. Yeah. And so and and a lot of that probably has to do with the f- huge physical changes that have happened in my body in the last uh year and a month. Yeah. So so that's kind of that's where this is all kind of That makes from. sense. Yeah. Well, when I work with values, um, this, I, you know, it was kind of, it was given to me, um, as an exercise to go through this list and write down, go through this list of values and you can find lists of values all over the place. Um, Brene Brown has one on her website. I have, um, actmindfully.com, um, is where the list that I used came from, but you can, and you can find lists anywhere. Um, and what I did as I went through and I, labeled. So I picked a realm of my life. So, you know, I did, um, certain areas of my life, like my career, um, which is, you know, what's a fucking career anyway, it's all made up, but what, you know, my livelihood, let's say like the thing I'm going to spend a lot of my time doing, uh, my values with regards to my education, my values with regards to my, my, uh, my, uh, how I contribute to, my community or whatever, sure. like spirituality, sure. uh, health and fitness, all this stuff. Yeah. And I went through the list and wrote down next to each one, just kind of quickly, uh, a rating. And there were three levels. There's very important, quite important, and not so important. And I went through and I just per realm and wrote, you know, V, Q, or an N. And then I went down. And of course, you know, you're still left out of 100 values, you might be left with something like 15, but I found it really helpful to be like, oh, I can value, I can value, let's say friendliness in my community, but I don't, I'm not really looking for that in my sex life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. And, or I'm not really looking. Friendliness. Friendliness is a value to some (laughs) folks and some contexts, but not necessarily in my personal development. Sure. Like, yes, I'll be friendly to the people who are teaching me and guiding me, but that's not really like what lights me up about personal growth is the opportunity I have to be friendly, you know? And so I found that really helpful. And I spent a lot of this particular holiday season trying to rewrite the scripts on my own habits and my own traditions and creating like rituals that actually were meaningful to me about the season. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with, reflection and um and kind of accepting that melancholy part of it of the season as a part of it you know it's like we've we're letting go it's a it's a winter or season of letting go or the the days are getting brighter here but the you know but it's still we still have a lot of months of of winter to get through and just like planting seeds i guess for Mm. the for the springtime it seems feels like that sort of valuable time. So I've been doing that work and I, I just feel like it got, it's given me a lot of clarity and it took me five years. So I'm just putting it out there for our listeners or anybody who wants to do any sort of thinking about what's really important to them in 2023, you know, how to align their actions with how to align, how to, how to align your actions to, to get the, the outcomes that you want, because you're going to get outcomes no matter what. Yeah. So, um, what you, what you, what you, every time I've listened to this on a podcast this, this morning on Joseph Goldstein's podcast, Inside Hour on Karma. And he said, anything that you do once, any action you perform once makes it easier to perform that action again. Mm. And that's just how, that's just how the plasticity of our, our brains work as well. That's why. Yeah, that's that's why it's so much easier for murderers to murder the second time. Do you think? Yeah, totally. They talk that's about that one? all the time. Yeah, Is yeah, it? yeah. Because the first time they're like, "Oh, fucking, oh, that was so, oh, that was so crazy. I'm, I 
fucking heart rate's up. I was uh, pretty I exciting. I got a boner, I think. But that was nuts. And then the second time, they're like, "How do I get that feeling again?" Uh, Wasn't like shocking. Chill. Yeah. You know, then they do it again and again and again and again. And the next thing you know, you're Jeffrey Dahmer. So, um, so, so be be mindful. So be you. mindful of the actions that you do and the things that you do. If you do something bad. It could happen again, but it, it's likely going to happen again. It'll be easier the next time. And you don't like doing stuff is something bad. We don't like doing no, something bad. We want to do good. We want to do good in the world. I think we do. Um. All right. So is and that's your resol- that's your New Year's resolution. Well, that's I don't have any or? resolutions, but just kind I just, of leaning into your values. Just more? leaning into my values. Yeah. yeah, and like maybe uh, using them to in the in the moment between. Stimulus and reaction. Okay. Now I got a, I got a little, um, uh, you know me, I'm always trying to find seamless transitions in conversation in podcasts. (laughs) Sometimes I do really good. Sometimes I, sometimes I shoot my shot and it's a total (laughs) miss. Um, but I'm going to try here. Shoot it. We have a little bit of an announcement to make on the podcast. Mm. And in, in terms of that announcement, how would you how would you place this announcement yeah this decision into your list of values mm. where would this where would this fall in your values yeah that's a great question i would say that this falls within the realm of my life that is uh relationships and i think that the values in my relationships have to do with authenticity, with honesty, um, support, um, and personal growth, to be honest. Like, I think that's why relationships are very important. Mm. And, and then with the authenticity, uh, piece of my values, you know, I think that we have always tried to be as authentic, you know, since we sort of embarked on the journey of opening our relationship. And I, and even before, I think it was even in our vows, our vows to one another, um, when we got married, that we would create something together that would be an authentic expression of you and I mm-hmm. and the way that we like to live and love and connect in the world. And so I think, you know, this announcement feels like authentic, honest, personal growth. Yeah. And I feel like it's also an announcement that will support some of our shared values moving forward in 2023. I, I well, here, wait. I want to say, my, uh, for me, say. it leans into uh, okay. uh, uh, the same challenge. Uh, yeah, challenge, challenge. <laughs> I mean, sort of. Um, yeah. uh, humility, I would mm. say, humility and um, and authenticity. Mm. I, I think are the two that kind of like stick out for me. Good. Um, what was the first one? Humility. Why humility? Well, I'll 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 describe I'll tell okay. I'll tell you. Why don't we tell? Why don't we make the announcement and then I'll because I feel like that people are like, what the fuck is this announcement? <laughs> okay, say it already. I, I I thought of a way to say it that feels authentic to me. Yeah, we yeah. say it together at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> this this is. <laughs> I feel like we're in a like a parenting moment where yeah, we've yeah. like gathered the kids together. <laughs> yeah, this is it. <laughs> Do you want to say things different? Yeah, let's do it. I think we're going to say things differently. Okay. <laughs> That's great. That's funny. Okay. All right, ready? All right. We're, we're no getting a divorce. Going by husband and wife. <laughs> okay. So my what I said quieter than Jeremy, so I don't know if anybody could hear me. I'll I'll try to Spazzing. turn it up in the in the post production <laughs> yeah. so that it's very even. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, we are no longer going to be husband and wife. Yeah, we're going by and, and not go. We're not going to be relating to, to each other in those terms anymore. Mm-mm. And that feels good because for a number of reasons. But even just saying that, like I think I thought that yesterday. I was like, oh, that's really like. 
the label that changes on our relationship is like, we don't relate to each other. We're not going to be relating to each other as husband and wife. And the more I think about it, the more sort of, I'm kind of surprised that we went so long with those terms, even though we sort of stopped using them in introducing each other to, to people. Yeah. Um, a little while ago, it still feels like, I'm like, oh yeah, wife, wife and husband have these connotations that yeah. don't, haven't, haven't worked for us. You know what, it, you know what it kind of reminds me of? And I was, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, I wasn't thinking about that specifically, like, oh, wife and husband, we're not going to call each other that anymore. We haven't called each other that, like, we don't really refer to each other like that. Anyway. You used to, my wife, like. <laughs> that like borat yeah no 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 that's so, you can't do that so hack i will it was like six years ago <laughs> yeah right when it was funny yeah um <laughs> but it reminds me of uh jack white and meg white oh yeah they're brother and sister aren't they no they well yeah right exactly so they were actually married jack white and meg white were married they got divorced they stayed in the band together and they started telling people that they were brother and sister oh, yeah. and that was the lore and then people were like what the fuck they were i thought they were married and there was yeah. like a whole like weird thing but Truly, like, and when you hear Jack talk about Meg, she is his sister. Yeah, right. She's his sister. He loves her like his sister. Um, you don't really hear Meg talk about Jack very much because she's not really often doing interviews. But I would, I would assume it's the same kind of thing. And that's kind of how I feel like what our relationship has evolved into. It's like mm-hmm. a, a brother-sister relationship. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or like best friends, however you want to put it. If the, if the brother sister thing makes people feel fucking weird. Then, <laughs> Too soon. Yeah, sure. Whatever. But, <laughs> but it is, it is, it's, it's like, um, it's a, it feels like, it still feels like family. You're still family. Yeah. Um, and I think that brother and sister kind of modality seems a lot more fitting in the family than you know, than, than husband and wife. Um, yeah. That being said, it doesn't, it doesn't quite, it still kind of just gravitates to a type of um, format of a relationship in a way, you know, like the brother sister thing it still comes with, it's like, okay, just even if we're not that husband and wife doesn't mean that we have to be something else. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't have to, like, I, I understand it in terms of like people are, people will say, well, what is your relationship? Yeah. And you, not everybody has, wants to hear the whole story. Yeah. But so giving it a, it, it's like family, it's like brother and sister is helpful. Yeah. It's also not exactly right. No, no, no. But it, but that's helpful. just how that's, I mean, that's sort of how it feels. Yeah. Right? So, for, so again, I guess a little bit of context, you know, Friday and I have spoken on the podcast before ages ago, but how like we just, we no longer had a sexual relationship, but we were still married. And that was a head scratcher for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've, we've been doing this podcast like through and through, you know, through the pandemic, we've been, but we haven't lived together. In a long time, mm-hmm. you live with your partner Todd, yeah. um, and we are, you know, our relationship just sort of evolved and shaped in a way where there became there became distance between the distance of of what we were as a husband and wife that were intimate together. That that space grew and grew and grew and grew. And it just got further and further apart, but we still held on to this like notion of. Um, our marriage. And I'm not going to speak for you, but I'll speak for myself. One of the reasons I held on to that notion of being married or having a wife was because I, I think that I think that marriage as an institution is actually really fucking dumb. And, and um, problematic and I don't really believe in the institution of marriage. Now, when we got married, I was 23 and we did it legally to, you know, for family. Yeah. To, you know, to put it like, yeah, simply. Um, but if I could reverse time, I wouldn't, I would, uh, if I could do it again, I wouldn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. 
So whatever, we find ourselves in this like marriage, technically legally married, under the eyes of God, under the eyes of the law. And, um, and so even though it didn't feel like we were married for quite a long time, and there were, you know, we would have, I would have people ask me about that. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my response, or, the, or at least if I didn't respond this way, the feeling was, well, I'm, I'm the pioneer of my own mm-hmm. life. And so by, by showing people that a marriage can look however you want it to look, it doesn't have to fit into this mold. Mm-hmm. That is the, you know, the, the, the fairy tale picture book story where husband and wife, wife live together and they have kids and they have car and they have, they have a home and, and, you know, eventually they cheat on each other and they go through a really messy, gross divorce. <laughs> I was like, fuck all that. Yeah. Our marriage, our marriage is going to look like this. It's going to look, it's going to look unlike most marriages because this is our choice. And we're trying to just show that like love can, can express itself in any way. Yeah. And for us, it's expressing itself in this way. Now, the reason why I said humility plays into all of this mm-hmm. is that I started to realize that as much as that sounds cool, and as much as that sounds like, um, you know, it's it sort of like, I mean, it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I started to realize that there was a lot of ego that came along with that. Because the the notion of our marriage, you know, the title of our marriage. Well, when we started seeing other people and eventually becoming, you know, monogamous with other people, you know, I'm, I'm with Kira, we're monogamous, we don't see any other people. I started to see that our marriage was taking a little bit of a toll on my other relationship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was, it was a, it was like a source of, dis-ease but my ego was stepping in and going ah yeah but this is for the greater good yeah Yeah. and it it took my body my choice yeah yeah exactly yeah (laughs) but then it took a little bit of time for me to actually realize oh wait like really why Mm -hmm. why 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 am i holding on to this if it causes even the slightest degree of discomfort for somebody else. Why am I holding on to this? What's the point of what's the point of doing this? Also, most certainly what's the point of doing this if you and I decided to get a divorce? It's not like anything's going to change. All the change has already happened. The change has happened over the last like 5 years or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, just by getting a divorce and and nullifying that stupid contract that we signed not stupid, but like that, that contract, that thing that I, that was the, well, fuck this thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Why hold on to something if it's just causing somebody else any, any remote like ounce of pain. Mm-hmm. And so that was the part that was like, that I feel like I, I'm, I'm kind of leaning into this humility part where it's like, okay, take your ego away from this. This isn't just about you. There's other people involved here. And what harm is this going like what harm is this going to bring on to you to get to to approach you and say, hey, what do you think about getting divorced? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Turn me on podcast. We'll be back after this short break. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, and for for years, it's like also been asked to me and... I think my response has probably been full of lots of ego as well, which is just yeah. like, well, first of all, yeah, not, not, first of all, it was just like, well, we, people get divorced when they don't love each other anymore or, you know, one person doesn't love the other person anymore. And that yeah. seems to be yeah. what happens. And maybe it's not just that like maybe there's love but there's irreconcilable differences or whatever or grief or something yeah whatever. or gr- exactly yeah. and um things just get too hard and uh and yeah so for you know for the first little bit i definitely felt it was like well we don't want to like what do you we don't want to get divorced yeah. so why should we and also because you know i think there's the the reason shifted in the last couple of years for me too when I was thinking about it because now I'm actually looking, I'm changing careers and I'm looking at, you know, I've been looking at starting businesses, I've written a lot of business plans over the last few years and been really successful with them in terms of, you know, them the ideas and again, gaining traction and being offered funding and things fell through and whatnot. But there was always this feeling like, oh, I, you know, if I take on a huge business debt, I am, you know, I'm legally bound. I'm all, all of my decisions that are yeah. financially based are legally tied to Jeremy, including getting student loans and things that feel really outdated yeah. and serve the, I think, serve the economy and serve the structures and the systems that we live in. But And every really time didn't. something like that happened, it made me go, oh, God, it made me feel even more like annoyed with the the with marriage in yeah. general, like the contract of marriage is like, what the fuck? You can't get a student loan because you like, make, because I make a certain amount of money. Like, yeah, I don't know. We don't, yeah. you, you know, and, you, and you know, as I've been looking into applying for my Irish nationality again, right. and there are things like every fucking, uh, piece of paperwork you have to sign asks for your marital status. Right. Yeah. And I really feel like a lot of that is, doesn't make a fucking difference. And it always irritates me and it feels outdated. And so, yeah, yeah. so that, that became, and then, so when, when we had that conversation and you're bringing up, you know, conflict in relationship, which is something I've experienced as well with relation to our, our uh, labels of husband and wife. Yeah. So it honestly felt like a natural progression. That being said, you know, we had that conversation, I want to say a little over a month ago, maybe or a month ago. And that initial conversation between us felt really great. And, and, but I will say that it, there was still, and, and I only want to bring this up, not to put any thing on you, Jeremy, but for anybody who's listening, who, you know, wonders if there is any sort of fallout or or feelings of grief that come with that. I think there are, there's, there are, and they're just, you know, I spent, um, came and visited, uh, with you and your family over the holidays. And I was really worried that it was going to feel different. Yeah. And it didn't. No. Which was- and, and, and that was one of the things, I mean, I hope it's okay that I say this, but like that was when I brought, when I brought this up to you mm-hmm. a couple, like a month ago, one of your main concerns was like, okay, but also, like, your family has, like, become partly, like, my chosen family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you express that you don't, the last thing you want is to feel like you can't, you know, go to my mom's house or go spend mm-hmm. time with my sister and, and her mm-hmm. kids. And, I, and, and I, 
I feel the exact same way. Like I, I, I don't want that to change. Mm-hmm. You know, that's again, that's like that's really important to me too. Mm-hmm. Again, like the thing that the thing that I that I that I, I sort of said earlier. It's like all of the things that you would typically see change when when a couple it goes through a divorce all of that change has already happened mm-hmm. right like all of that stuff is in the past already so now us going through a divorce it's there's not, there's nothing going to change like we're just going to go on and continue to be best friends you know parts of each other's family um god if we could go back in time which is which is also I want to say which is yeah. such a fucking weird thing for people I think you know like it's very you see it sometimes but it's it's not it's very rare that you see a couple go through a divorce that is so amicable that you know I think more often you see couples go through a divorce and if it wasn't like a messy divorce yeah. they often will come back to be in each other's lives as like friends or family in the future, especially when there's like kids involved and stuff. Right. It makes me think about like, you know, a couple of people in our, in, in your family that have gone through that, Mm -hmm. gone through divorce, have kids, but are still, they are still so intertwined in their lives and they're both amazing parents, but they're, they're no longer in love. They're separate, you know, they've moved past it, but they're both such amazing role models and such like beautiful humans that that really do like embody the whole notion of like love and acceptance and forgiveness and so you see that sometimes but um yeah which i think i think i feel like this is in line with that yeah you know there's yeah, I'm just I'm I'm rambling. Now, well, I know it's helpful and it's nice and I I think uh you know, there there are some I agree with you. I think that this is uh fairly amicable. I do I mean, I think it's very amicable. I think uh I think I've brought up to you in the last couple of weeks a handful of times like um we've talked to therapists or we haven't talked to therapists, but I'm I know you haven't sick boy about uh, MDMA facilitated, uh, marriage counseling or couples counseling. I was thinking not that we have a lot of shit to work through, but we do have, (laughs) you know, with the legal paperwork that, which of which there's a ton of, even if it's amicable, it's even more paperwork if it's amicable, but it's probably faster. Um, that, uh, that we'll have to talk about and make sure that we have, we know legally, I think, and to each other where we stand on certain like assets that we share, which is none, but we, we do share income and we do share debt. Mm. And so I was thinking, maybe we should do some MDMA facilitated divorce. Yeah. Maybe for that, for, yeah. For that, like for that. self, self, or do you mean like with a with a therapist? Well, maybe. I mean, yeah, probably together, <laughs> yeah, but without a therapist, because yeah, no, who's got? I, I don't have any money. I don't have that money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't but, that but uh, but yeah, but but uh, just to have that, you know, w- one uncomfortable conversation potentially about yeah. about that kind of stuff, because just it's an emotionally it's emotionally charged all, a subject for so many people. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I. I I think we're we just did what Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris Martin did, but where they announced. Oh, I don't were, know. I don't know that. They, back in like 2014, didn't they coin the term conscious un- uncoupling, which is or oh, no, somebody ew. did. Yeah, but okay. it's been around since like their relationship. Gross. And it was they like announced that. I just they want were to say this. Consciously this what we're uncoupling. doing is not conscious uncoupling. OK, <laughs> we're just two adults getting a divorce that still happen to be best friends. Yeah. Conscious uncoupling. What a fucking dumb term. <laughs> I, I can't stand that. I feel like the... It's just cringe. It's just cringe. <laughs> it's, it is cringe. You know? It's like... Okay. 
I, it, you know what? I need to know who looked, who coined Ugh. that. Unconscious. No, wait. And sorry to anybody uncou- out there who's big on un- <laughs> or uh, who's un- presently conscious uncoupling. Who's presently <laughs> who's presently in the midst of consciously uncoupling. Oh, it's like a full book. It's it's not just them. No, there's a book called Conscious Uncoupling by Great. Catherine Woodward Thomas. I don't know sorry, if you've Catherine. read it. Sorry, Catherine. Um, yeah. So that was our big big uh, announcement. 2023, New Year, New Us. Yeah. New podcast, new podcast description. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, folks? Do you like recently divorced uh, couple? I think recently divorced is more clickable. People what are going to go what post the fuck? nuptial. No, or is that just after? No, 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 no. 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 Recently divorced is good. I like that. You like recently divorced? I do. I do because um, I don't think I've ever seen a podcast with uh, recently divorced. <laughs> but then we'll just have to change it again. And like how? Uh, no, how, no. How, oh, fuck that! Recently divorced is what? Like, is that good for two years? That's good forever. <laughs> I don't think recently, I mean, I know recently means recently, but like recently doesn't have a, uh, what's the line? It's a good question. I was listening to Emily Nagoski's uh, Come As You Are podcast today and she was talking about how long, what quantifies, what what qualifies as a long-term relationship. And she said anything where any, where things have changed since the beginning of the relationship to the end of relationship. So it could be three months you know, people who got together in the pandemic, they're, they're long-term relationships. I mean, you could look at it this way. Recent in days, recent in months, recent in years. Okay. If you're saying recent in years, you could say recent in decades. In recent decades. Okay, so. So really, like, recent will in, last. Okay. Recent forever. Recent is forever. <laughs> <laughs> Also, also, recent sounds click, more clickable. People, you know, it's like, oh, they, oh, recently. You don't. This think- is gonna be. This is gonna be high drama. <laughs> um, <laughs> you don't. You don't think uh, that. Or we could. Or I mean, you know, we'll do recently for five years, and then, and then after five years, we we do long time divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Jump. There's no middle. Long ago divorce. There's no middle ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> divorced oh god oh, so you don't want conscious uncoupling uh in the new show description. oh my god no <laughs> well actually you can put it in the description um uh but uh of this episode yeah sure but but no in, i can't in, spoil the announcement the, oh okay no yeah. what oh oh i see i, I see you want to you want to keep the no wanna... i'll change the show description but i'm not gonna put conscious uncoupling in this episode description because i don't want to give away that we're titling this episode we are getting a divorce no we're titling it um yeah we are no we're titling it recent is forever this is why we're getting a divorce because we (laughs) can't decide we can't we just argue about words all the time we just argue about titles um we used to love words together (laughs) but now we can't stop we've got the worst words words. (laughs) um all right well that was cool do you want to end it there or do you want me to do you want me to cap this off with an interesting little tidbit about um let's give us a tidbit sex. let's give it as a palate cleanser right, and cool. give our listeners at home a nice warm hug yeah. in case they're feeling some grief here's a here's a little resolution for everybody over the uh over the new year um this this might only be um this might only be uh relevant to japanese men that listen to the podcast but what about partners of but, japanese men I mean, I guess it would affect them too, okay. but, uh, but, uh, the, there's not enough science for us to, to really say, so, oh, okay. so we'll see, we'll see. Um, really interesting article that came out recently. Um, this is, uh, from, uh, IFL science.com, uh, stating a, a, a study that just came out. So low sex drive has been linked to all causes of death among men in Japan. I'm sorry. Repeat that. Low sex drive has been linked to all causes of death among men in Japan. Okay. Okay, so scientists have found a bold link between a lack of sex drive and an increase in the risk of death from all causes among men living in Japan. Um, so there's obviously a lot to unpack from the study before you like start jumping to conclusions. Um, but it hints that there may be an interesting association between libido and longevity, um, a relationship that has not been identified before in science. So in the new study, researchers at Yamagata University looked at data on quite a big data set, 20,969 people. Oh, wow. 
So almost uh, almost 21,000 people, 8,558 males and 12,411 females, all aged over 40, um, who took part in an annual health checkup in the Yamagata Prefecture, uh, a region of Japan known for its snowy mountains and hot springs. They then assessed their levels of sexual interest and their risk of dying from cancer, cardiovascular disease, and other health conditions. So in sum, they found that all causes of death were significantly higher among men who lacked sexual interest. This remained true even after they accounted for age, diabetes, hypertension, uh, dyslipidema, smoking, alcohol intake, BMI, education, marital status, frequency of laughter, and psychological distress. Frequency of laughter. That's interesting, right? Yeah. So although the women in the study were more than twice as likely to report low sex drives than the men, the researchers didn't find any link between their low libido and mortality. Okay. Kind of interesting. Uh, They say, quote, although sexual activity and sexual satisfaction are considered of benefit to psychological health and well-being in older groups, the association between sexual interest and longevity has not been investigated. This study is the first to prospectively examine associations between sexual interest and all-cause mortality and cardiovascular and cancer mortality in a community-based population, the study's author writes. So what's going on, right? Um, the, research didn't, the researchers didn't explicitly look to understand what's driving the trend. They're simply reporting that they found a link between the two. Um, they, that said, they, they do offer up some, some speculative explanations. And, and when I heard, heard the, the explanation speculative explanation it makes a lot of sense um first of all the researchers note that male lack of interest may be related to unhealthy lifestyles okay so it's possible that men with low sex drives were feeling uninspired about affairs of the bedroom because they were also experiencing problems with their immune system inflammation uh their neuroendocrine system which also made them more valuable or vulnerable to disease so you're already feeling shitty. Yeah. You're already lacking sexual interest because you're feeling shitty. And because you're feeling shitty, it's because your health is already declining. It's a negative perpetuating, perpetuating yeah. cycle. It's known that mental health conditions like depression can also impact people's libido and are associated with mortality. If this is the case, however, it seems strange that the link wasn't found in women too. It is. That is kind of weird. Well, we are. Yeah. Equally, this study only looked at people living in one prefecture of Japan meaning that the conclusions might not necessarily apply to the rest of the globe. So it could be like a cultural yeah. thing happening here. Right. Finally, it's also worth considering how the study only involved approximately 200 LGBTQ plus people, which the researchers concede is not enough people to build uh, any stronger conclusions from. But bearing all of this in mind, the study still raises some interesting trends. The researchers write in their conclusion that perhaps health authorities explore the possibility of launching initiatives to advocate sexuality as a means to improve public health um, like other countries have actually done, which in Canada, the Canadian government, through public health promotion materials, has begun to endorse sexual activity as one element of an aging well agenda. Mm. Um, in Japan, uh, it's a little bit more prejudiced towards sex, so they're, they're not quite there yet. But Okay. Pretty interesting stuff, eh? Yeah, it's really frustrating to not be like, okay, well, what does that mean? That's, I mean, that's like pretty much all science research papers have that kind of like. That you need an interpreter. That, that they sort of leave you with a cliffhanger. Yeah. And you're like, they're like, Fuck. they're like, that's all we can tell you. Yeah. But the fun thing about it is that, you know, and especially doing this work and on Sick Boy in particular, it's like watching a, t- a TV season that's been stretched out over five years. Uh-huh. You get an episode every, <laughs> every couple of years. That, you know, so in a couple of years, we'll probably get another episode yeah. of what, you know, the next step point. of this study. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's fun. That's a really good practice in patience because yeah. it's really hard to not want to know. It's really hard wanting to know answers yeah. to things that we just can't yeah. say. And patience, yet. a really uh, good value. It is. Core value. Not one of my p- core values. Right. I mean, it, it kind of goes along with acceptance. You know, if you think about personal growth, it's like you got to have patience. You know, if you don't have patience, then how are you going to be compassionate yeah. for yourself if you don't get it all done in one day? That's right. Well, that was cool. Cool. Um, well, there we go, folks. That's uh, that's the kickoff to the new year, 2023. Recently divorced um, <laughs> couple uh, talking about 
their recent decision to divorce. <laughs> and uh, and also wishing you... Also, I, I, I just want to say, that, like, nothing's going to change in the show. Yeah, we're still coming at you every week. The podcast is still the podcast. It's going to get bigger and better. It's going to get better. Yeah. I mean, I think... When now I look that, now back, we don't all have all this marriage bullshit oh, fucking clogging up the God, the length of time it takes to introduce ourselves to guests as husband and yeah. I know. Um it'll be it's it's gonna be great. We have great episodes in the pipeline for you. Um we'd actually too, like or at least I would. I'd love to hear from you at termionpodcast at gmail.com. What are what are some of your most favorite um conversations we've had recently and what would you like to hear more of because yeah. the world is your oyster and you we want to give you things that you want to listen to so you know while we love all the guests that we have we love to hear from you what's what's made a difference what would you like to know more of if, if we could have another if we could have one of our past guests on again what would you ask them stuff like that um and who's listening it's been a while since we've uh, heard from you who's out there um and that would be that would just light us up and get us really fired up for the for the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so reach out. That is it for this week. Yeah, it sure is. That's Thank it you for. for oh no, I, I guess we missed. I was going to say that's it for this year, but this is coming out in the new year. This is it. This is for it. This year. This is it for. This is it for today. <laughs> Happy listening. We love you. Take care of yourselves out there. And until next time. Go touch yourself. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 